Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 131 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things, and we do it with the co-host, <laughs> little Dennis, who is here today and he's super excited because today we're going to be looking at an article, a little article from the book Sketch Every Day by the artist Simone Grinniewald. And this article is fun. It's called All in the Eyes. So we're going to look at that in a minute. And it's all to do with with the eyes, sketching eyes, little tips and stuff. So hopefully you enjoy this one. Little kitty's with us today. We've also got a little mouse. Little mousey's with us. Because, well, the draw, draw a day challenge, which is you have to draw every day for a year. It's actually the final four days. I think it's day 361. 62 today so you've got about four or five days left and that little mouse it's a little paper mouse that was one of the one of the days but i can't wait for this <laughs> so let's get into it ding you can find the video and stuff at youtube.com slash sophie lawson and little kitties here little kitty kisses so we put them two in their little house and they're going to sit and watch us Hopefully you won't get up to anything. And they're going to sit and watch us get into this little article. So little Dennis is with us for this one. He actually just climbed out of his little house. He wanted to join us for this. So little Dennis is with us. But we're going to be looking at an article called All in the Eyes with the artist Simone Grinniewald from the book Sketch Every Day, which is a beautiful green book. I've actually done a quick look at this which I put a link to in the show notes. Really fun little books, like looking at it visually. And, well, this art, this little bit of the article is fun. Really fun. I think this is for sketching. It's not so much for learning how to do something in depth. It's more just little tips on drawing eyes. So when you're sketching, little tips. Because the thing is, if you're... If you're sketching eyes, let's say you do a couple of hours sketching eyes, but you're sketching it in the wrong way, you're going to start learning or practicing a bad habit. So there's some little tips in here which I think are very handy, things to remember when you're sketching eyes. So we're going to talk about that all in a minute. But this article, it's it's broken down into six main sections, which is construction and volume, Realistic eyes, overdrawing, eye shapes, stylized eyes, and common mistakes. So what's the main the main takeaways I got from this one is eyes are key to emotion. It's all about the angles and the lines. Everything is related. This is something I've been noticing time and time again with drawing. It's like what I say about when you're sometimes you're trying to fix something in your drawing because it looks wrong in this certain area, but what you don't realise is the mistake is in another piece. And when you fix it over there, it fixes the bit you were trying to fix. So that's there's a lot of that in this article is how everything's like related to each other and stuff. I've also put how eyes are powerful. I've put good to sketch from. So I feel like this book is really beautiful to sketch from to sco- like copy from 
little they're li little sketches and stuff little fun little sketches so it's very good to sketch from I've put it here I wanted more so again I, 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 felt, I suppose that is a good thing but I left this little piece of the article this little piece, bit of the book it's only four pages but I felt like I wanted more so you can look at that as a positive or a negative I suppose a negative in that it didn't give me enough information or positive in that it was so such good information I wanted more and I've also put nice little tips there's so many little tips hidden in these pages I love that and I've put a good starter or taster yeah good little starter so what I do is if I start reading the, the little intro to the article we can sort of see what the article is all about and then I'll go through my notes and stuff like that so it says here so the article is called all in the eyes and what you've got is you've got four pages of little eyes in various sort of poses and various shapes and styles with little bits of information about those eyes so I love this yeah I love it I love the way it's set out it's, it's very fun simple though which is nice fun and simple and there's lots of information but it's it's kind of not too hectic i feel like it's nicely laid out so in the intro it says eyes can convey a lot about a character and can be manipulated in a number of ways to achieve the personality or story you are looking for as with many other elements of character design there are some general principles that can be followed but that can also be exaggerated to create more dynamic expressions. And it, it goes on about other things. But I love that bit. Because I thought to myself straight away. There are, there are rules. This is an, another thing I've noticed with art. There's rules. But the thing is, there's rules. But there's also fun. It's like there's two types of drawing there's learning the rules and sort of following the rules but there's also forgetting about the rules and just drawing what you feel what i've noticed is though if you learn the rules when you then just play around and because if you practice the rules when you're playing around you'll be playing around within the rules so what, what starts happening is you're bringing t together like structure with I suppose like chaos or something yeah I like that and then all about the exaggeration again for me exaggeration is where you you can start playing but you're playing within the rules so you know well I love that I thought it's cool so what have I put here I've well there's a little thing here which I loved the way it starts off the first little piece is called construction and volume and they're basically talking about the eyes as basic eyes. I love this because I thought eyes were round. Now I'm sure when I was studying realistic pencil drawings with Lee Hammond, I must have learnt that the eyes are they're like they're round. They're like a round circle or a sphere on top of a bigger sphere. So it's not actually just one big sphere. It's it's like a little sphere on top of a bigger sphere, which is quite cool. But the thing is, I, mu I must have forgotten about that. So it, it was nice to read that because it, 
you notice the shape is not just a, a big sphere. Like I said, it's like a ball within a ball. It's the pupil and iris are curved over the front of the eye. So I thought that was quite cool. What else did I put for this piece of it? Yeah, I love this. Eyes have the character, the personality and story. So who was it that said this? Somebody once said to me, I think it was Lee Hammond in her book, How to Draw Lifelike Portraits from Photographs. What she said was, focus on the eyes. If you get the eyes right, well, when you start in a realistic pencil drawing, start with the eyes. If you get the eyes right, it almost doesn't matter what else you do. The eyes are key. If you get the eyes wrong, it, again, it doesn't really matter what else. You can make a beautiful drawing that's perfect, but if the eyes are wrong, the eyes are almost worth like 90% of the face. So the eyes are so important. This is why I'm a bit scared of them. Because on my, I've got a character called Little Sophie. And on my character, I have never put eyes on her. Well, at the very beginning when I first designed her, I did put eyes on her. And they're actually quite nice. But as as the time has gone on, I've just not put eyes on her. And now I've, I'm a bit scared to put eyes on her. Because I know how powerful they are. So this is the thing with eyes. They're... I find them a little bit intimidating, but this piece of the article, it starts talking about male and female eyes. There was something brilliant here. So what they said was, male and female, it's the things around the eyes that are different. The eye shape is the same. I thought that was brilliant. So again, it goes into that thing where all the stuff around the eye is changing the eye shape, even though it's not. The eye, the eye shape is always the same, but because the stuff around it is different, like the size of the eyebrows and stuff, it actually creates an illusion of the male eyes looking like a different shape. It's brilliant. So I thought that was quite cool. I did. I like that. And I've put it here. It's the things around that change, not the actual eyes, which is a bit like, well, you can start going down a spiritual route with that. Like how everything is, again, with the thoughts. If you change your thoughts, reality changes. It, it's not that reality has changed. It's that your thoughts have changed. But reality does change because your thoughts have changed. They're linked. Well, this is the thing with drawing. Everything is linked. So if you change one thing, it's going to affect everything else. Even if it's the same. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I love that about drawing. It's like some sort of... There's lots of like optical illusions and stuff going on with drawing. And there's another bit here about... Yeah, the eye, is, the eye like the, the pupil bit. It can either be a circle or like an oval. And it goes into that thing... I learnt this in perspective. It's the more you see at the top of something, the less you see at the side. So if the eye is looking to the left, if you're looking straight on and the eye looks to the left, the pupil is going to start turning into like a a really thin oval. So again, it's just little tips like that to be mindful of because then you know when you're sketching, you know that okay, 
remember the pupil is going to be more of a, an oval. It's cool. What's the next bit? The next bit is realistic. Realistic. Oh, I didn't. I didn't put titles on my notes. My notes are very messy for this one. What have I put here? It's amazing how little details can change emotion. One little line or angle, but it all relates. Again, it keeps going on about this. How you start noticing how subtle little things that you do are going to have a massive impact. So the next bit is about realistic eyes. And what she's done in this bit here, she's got two, four, six. Six. Yeah, six different eyes. There's six different eyes all looking towards you, but they all look totally different. And she works through it and says, like one of them here, she says, round eyes with visible lashes and lash line look alert and young. Another one here says, receding eyes sit far back into the socket and communicate broadening or advanced age. But the thing here, this one here, look, a prominent lower eyelid is very common and can give a tired look. So I started thinking, if you've got a character who you want to look tired, you could play with a pose so that like the hands are droopy and stuff. But also, you know here, like the, the eyes, you know, you can look at this and start saying, okay, I need to, if I make the eyes look like this, with a prominent lower eyelid, it's going to create the illusion of the character being like sleepy and stuff. Almond shaped eyes with an advanced lash line for feline appearance. It's just really fun. Little things. That thing with the male and the female day, what she said was, so a female is more likely to have finer eyebrows, upper eyelids are more likely to be darker, and more likely to have prominent eyelashes, whereas the male is more likely to have heavy eyebrows, and the eyes will be proportionally smaller. What's it? What I put here? Females, yeah. Females, I've put here. This was me thinking. Females look more baby-like because they've got bigger eyes. But they haven't got bigger eyes. What they've got is they've actually got a smaller head. So because they've got a smaller head, it makes their eyes look bigger. Which is cool. I love that. That's probably my favourite bit of this article. Was looking at that because the way they've done the, the the draw the little sketches, you can look at it and see all the information quickly. It's really cool that. There's a bit here I think is brilliant. It's like a little tip. So, it's the little tip is called overdrawing. And what she said is she says it's okay to flip and mirror one eye to create a pair, but for more dynamic, engaging results. I always redraw the eyes on top. This erases any of the artificial feeling symmetry. Artificial feelings of symmetry. Again, it's just like a little tip. So all you've got to do, really, if you're if you're not gonna have like an eye winking or something, you could just focus on one eye and then flip it. This could also be good for practice. So you could you could draw like an eye, a left the left eye, flip it and actually draw over the top of it. So if you keep drawing over the top of it, who was it that said that? Somebody said about that. 
Oh, it was in the perspective course at SVS Learn. David Hone. He said, what you want to do is get get cubes and actually print them out with the with a low opacity and draw over the top of them. Because what you're going to do is you, your hand is going to learn the shape of cubes if you if you're like tracing over the top of them. This is like a little practice exercise where you could do that here. You could draw an eye or maybe even print out an eye that you like and just keep tracing over the top of it. Your hand will start learning how to draw that type of eye. And then when you go into your sketchbook, freehand, you, you can start practicing it. Your hand's going to learn how to do it. I think that's cool. And this thing here, this little mirror thing, it's another one of those sort of ways to minimize the risk I suppose because you don't have all you've got to do is draw one eye the other eye will be drawn for you but you still get to draw it I thought that was quite cool and it, again it goes into this sort of thing the balance between structure and sort of playing the structure if you just mirrored the eyes and left them like that that's very structured it's too structured though it's like if you follow the rules too much it's going to be too structured so what you have to do is you have to play and exaggerate that playing and exaggeration it brings in a bit of you into the into the drawing well that's what's happening here you draw over the top of it it's not going to be identical so all of a sudden it's you've got a bit of playfulness in there i thought it was really cool i love that little tip yeah, I'll put it down here, like a little tip. Flip the eye, but redraw it over the top because it's more real. There's a bit here which is amazing. So this bit here is called Eye Shapes. She's got three little eyes and she's talking about the, the arc. So the point at which the top of the eye starts, because it goes up and then it comes down again. This is amazing, this bit. So the position that you put that at massively changes the feeling of the eye so there's one here you can either have like a center arc you can move it to the outer or the inner what if i put it down here because it's brilliant yeah i've put it here again bottom will relate to the top so if you change the position of the top arc it's going to affect the bottom bit without you really doing anything because again they're linked and i've put a very powerful change but for me what it looks like is the first one with the the arc to the outer edge the eyes are really big and it's it looks like they're sort of really shocked like excited or something if you put it in the middle it's a bit more they've still got the excitement but it's a bit more withdrawn i suppose then if you put them into the inside it th it thins out the eyes Again, because you're changing the top, you have to change the bottom as well, because they're linked. So what it does is it thins out the eyes, and it creates sort of like a, almost like a sexiness. So I love this, because again, I've never ever thought about that, that like centre bit there. But it's, it's amazing how, it's what I said here. Well, I'll put something, amazing how little details can change the emotion. Yeah, one little line or angle. Well, all you're doing is moving the... All you're doing is moving a, a little... Like a shape, I suppose. 
you're just changing the shape of the one line and it's it's creating emotion which i think is, i thought it was brilliant the next bit is stylized and it, yeah i love this as well so what they did what they said was what they've got is they've got three they've got six little eyes which are more sort of well stylized a bit more cartoony and stuff there's what i put in my little notes was i said you can guide the viewer by directing the pupils which is brilliant so if you if you've got a character and you've got something that you want the viewer to be looking at if you make the character's eyes be looking in that direction the viewer is going to look in that direction so that's how powerful the eyes are again and all that is is little pupils all you're doing is moving the position of the the little black pupils which is just a little circle or an oval it's amazing and that's got the power to make the viewer move around the the drawing so i'd imagine you could actually have say five little characters the first one you could have them have the most contrast so the viewer is going to be drawn to that one first if that one is looking if the eyes are looking to the left the per the viewer would look at that they would look to the left you could have another character looking to the right with the pupils so you could actually make the character you can make the viewer almost sort of zigzag through your your drawing it's cool again this this is what i love about this article it's little tiny little things little things so if you just remember the power of that and again you might in the future be doing a drawing and you think to yourself oh i want the viewer to look over there you can you know little tips like this oh there's another bit here as well if one of the eyes has got really big pupils it reminded me of my niece jasmine i did an interview on one of the podcasts with jasmine taylor who's a makeup artist and she said about how diluted pupils are more attractive so again it's one of those things if you remember that if you've got if you're creating a character and you want them to be a bit more attractive and sexy you could remember make the pupils bigger so it's like psychological things because the viewer wouldn't the viewer might not realise that's what's happening, but you're you're sort of manipulating the viewer to feel sexy or stuff like that. I love that. But all these little things, they're talking through... Like this one, they say, a simple design with a small pupil can still convey a lot of emotion. But this one, they've got like eyebrows popping up. So again, you're getting that thing of how everything's relating to each other. Edgy eyes. So if you start putting straight lines in you start getting more sort of well yeah edgy like aggressive mysterious you can start getting negative emotions into your character by putting straight lines on the eyes and stuff like that which is cool but they've also put straight lines on a sexy one as well sultry they called it a, they said exaggerate the lashes line which is they, on this one they've done a straight line gives a feminine and sultry look it's quite cool again it's that thing of little things are gonna have massive effects really this bit here is it's brilliant as well common mistakes i think there's two was it two two or yeah two little 
common mistakes. So again, this is this is where I really thought to myself, oh, I wish there was more of these. But this is more for like sketching, I suppose. So when you're sketching, well, when I'm sketching, I'm not really thinking about, I'm not, I suppose I'm not really thinking too much about doing it right. I'm more just trying to capture feelings. But what I've said here is, if you're doing a, if you've got a character in like a free, what's it called? Third, what's that thing? Like a free, free point, no, what's, what is it? Third, third point, where you're looking at it, not straight on, not to the side, it's in between. What it said is the, the right eye, so the eye at the back, well, this is the mistake. The eye appears to shrink. There's a little tip here which is amazing. What you've got to do is remember this. So both eyes are still the same height. It's only the width which gets smaller. That that one sort of blew my mind. Because I always thought everything in perspective is converging. So I always thought the eye at the back would be would be like shorter. But it's not. It's actually the same size as the front one. It's just because you're seeing less of it, it's going to become more of an oval. So it's going to shrink sideways, but not top to bottom. That is one of those tips I've stuck in my head now. I'm never going to forget that. I feel like that's powerful. And I, I put in my notes, I said, this reading this article, it was worth it just to read that. I felt like that was a really powerful little tip, that. Because it's simple. All you've got to do is when you're doing your drawing, you can quite easily compare the sizes of the eyes to make sure that... It's amazing as well how wrong it looks with, like, a smaller one. It does look wrong, but I would not have known what, what it was causing that. But now I can look and say, ah, I bet they've made the, the, the eye at the back smaller than smaller than the front one. I love that. And then the other one was all about, again, if you've got a face tilting, very often what happens is you'll put, the, you'll put the nose and the mouth too far to, eat, to the left or the right. So it won't actually be in the centre like it should be. So I thought that was quite cool. And then a little tip here, it says, flipping the sketch can help you identify any mistakes. It gives you a fresh perspective on your work. That's something I've heard so many people say, but if I'm being honest, I've never done it. That's one of those things that, yeah, you know it's a powerful thing, but just I always forget to do that. And the thing on Photoshop, that's easy to do. In Photoshop, that's easy. Because all you've got to do is push a button and you can flip it. So th this is one of those things I think... That's something I need to make a habit, I suppose. Is there anything in here on my notes? What have I put? Common mistakes. Yeah, I never knew this. Yeah, the thing I put here is... I, I understand what they're saying, but I'm still a bit confused. And I, could, I looked online, but I couldn't find the answer to this. But why is the eye... Why is the eye furthest away from us? Why is the height of it not changed? Because I was always taught in perspective, things further away are converging. So because those eyes are parallel, 
surely they should be converging. The only thing I can think of is there's not enough distance between the eyes to create the convergence. That's the only thing I can think, but I couldn't find the answer. I mean, if you know what the answer is, can you can you let me know? I was actually going to email Simone Grinnywald and ask her that. I might still do that. So that's it. I thought it was cool. What is this? This is one of those moments I want to ask why. Yeah, that happens a lot. Sometimes you'll be studying from uh, somebody in a book or a course or something, and they'll say something. Yeah, this this also happened with that perspective course with David Hone. He he sometimes would say something like, for instance, you want to do this line like that and that line like that. But they wouldn't explain why they were doing that. So sometimes you need to know why. You sometimes need to know why why you're being told to do something. Because otherwise you're learning how to do it. But if you don't know why you're doing it. I feel like sometimes the why is more important. Once you understand the why. You would you'd probably do it a lot easier I think. Yeah, because also there might be other, you might there might be other ways to avoid doing the thing. Let's say, for instance, you got to draw a cube or something, and they say, right, you got to draw this line like that and that line like that. There might, and that might be to avoid the cube looking. Well, it might be to avoid the cube looking wrong, but the thing is, you might in an, in a different angle, you might have to do something else. So if you under, if you learn why you're doing that, you could then when the angle changes, you could actually say, ah, I need to look for this. And it might be that when the angle changes, it's you need to do something else. Yeah, I I, I sometimes I always yeah sometimes I'm, I'm sort of thinking to myself, ah, oh, why? I wish I could ask them why they're doing that. And then I did think to myself, why well, I can. All I've got to do is email Simone Grinnywald and, and say to her, but then I was a bit scared. Ah, that's the thing. I was a bit scared. I was a bit scared to email because I thought I don't want to bother her and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, I need to start. I need to start. That's That goes into this thing about I want to interview guests on the podcast, but I'm scared to do it. So I think it's time to start facing fears really because i think if you don't face your fears and do things yeah if you don't face your fears you're never going to reach your full potential really and it's not just your drawing like drawing eyes for me is a fear so if i don't start drawing eyes i'm not going to reach my potential but also if i don't start asking questions and stuff I'm also not going to reach potential. So it's not just the drawing you need to face your fears. It's like social things as well. It's quite weird. What have I put here? May I see... What's this here? I've put the word S-U-T-I-I. What's that? Sooty. May I see when know how to look. Oh, I like that. I don't know what that's referring to, but I had the feeling of, yeah, it goes into that thing over here. Where was it? Well, this thing here. Like the the eye at the furthest away being the same size. Again, you don't know you don't know to look for that until you know to look for it. So this is what I love about this article. I think that's the main thing to take away from this article. Is it's it's showing to you 
things to be looking out for. So when you sit down to start sketching, you know what to be looking out for. Because if you don't know what to be looking out for, you could just be sketching away. And because you don't know what you're looking for, like mistakes and stuff, you might be doing it wrong and it will look right until you realise what you should be doing and then it will it will start looking wrong. So I feel, I feel like that's the main thing with this article. This article is it's just been really revealing. And if it's like that with the eyes, I'm excited for the rest of it because I sort of think to myself, it's probably going to do the same thing with the noses, the lips, or everything. Every single piece of the body and different character shapes and everything is going to be, hopefully, it's going to be full of little tips like that, which is going to be things to look out for. So even though I wish there was more information in here about eyes, I feel like this book is jam-packed full of goodness. It's basically covering everything to do with sketching characters. So it's amazing. And it, what I would, what I think to myself is, well, you get this to learn little things to look out for. If you want to study eyes, you have to get a book. Focus more on like studying eyes. Proper focused on it. So that's basically it for this one. I thought it's cool. Little Dennis. I think he enjoyed that. Little Dennis has got these little eyes. They're little little eyes, but they've got lots of emotion in them. And what happened was, when they when they put little Dennis's eye in, because he's a little puppet, they sketched, they st stitched his eye, and they left like a little piece of thread hanging off of his eye. It actually makes him look a little bit like he's crying, <laughs> which is cool. I love that. That little bit. So it goes into that thing of like that. You some people might look at that as a mistake. Yeah, it, you know, you might look at that as a mistake, but it's actually what makes little Dennis little Dennis. That's what makes him unique. Because if I put, all, I've got in my, I've got about twenty or thirty little Dennises. If I put them all on the table, mix them all up, they all look the same apart from little Dennis, the proper little Dennis, because he's got that little thing that some might say is a a mistake. It actually makes him. It makes him unique. So I thought that was cool. You can sort of do that with your drawing. Yeah, that's why it's so important to play around. Because you're playing around. You might make mistakes. But those mistakes might end up being the thing that makes your character your character. <laughs> Doink. I love that. If Kitty's sitting in the in the little bowl, when you hit it, it makes a it makes a funny noise. It's like a <laughs> Doink. But that that means it's time little Dennis has said it's time is up. So this is the end of this one. I really hope you enjoyed that. It's fun. Really fun. But the thing with eyes is well for me they're very scary eyes are because the eyes are so important. Yeah, it sort of scares me a bit. Because if you mess up the eyes, you sort of mess up the entire face. So that's probably why I've been avoiding them for the moment. But it's time to start facing the fears, I think. So all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. You can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson. 
this week's inspirational quote i love this really beautiful and it's from the book sketch every day with simone grinniwald <laughs> and the quote well it's beautiful a simple design can still convey a lot of emotion and this is actually something i noticed i did a, a clip video recently of the character design quarterly magazine issue number 14 and inside there there was a little one of the artists had had drawn a scene with these little birds and the thing was the the shape of the bird it was just it was just a a single l shape but they had done it so beautifully it looked amazing and i thought to myself well i thought this quote because i thought it's it's not about the details it's about the feeling and i think i think the feeling comes from the shapes yeah so like the, and the design is all about the shapes so if you get these if you get really nice big like squeezy shapes that to me is well it depends what you're doing but sometimes it is better just to go with a simple so i love that i think this is something to remember because it's very tempting when i'm sketching and stuff it's very tempting to try to start putting too many things on again with my little draw day challenge sometimes i'll do a sketch and i'll actually start removing things because i think well i don't i don't need that so you sort of well i I guess for, for me sketching is very much like a it's almost like sculpting yeah you're like you're playing with the shapes and and what i've noticed is i've noticed this a lot sometimes it's simple is better so this week's little inspirational quote a simple design can still convey a lot of emotion simone grinniwald <laughs>